welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hello everybody, I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, it's a couple of weeks leading into Thanksgiving. So this is kind of our Thanksgiving prep show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have some time to prepare. You just don't want to rush out that day because there's usually nothing's open on Thanksgiving Day. Nothing's open and the shelves are kind of bare in some places, right? Yeah. Definitely need to plan a little bit early this year. So we want to talk about some of the things that people will serve uh, to their guests on Thanksgiving Day. And what kind of bourbon or, or what kind of whiskey would you serve on Thanksgiving Day? I think those are both very good questions and questions we need to explore in this show <laughs> and talk about it. We always like to get straight to the bourbon. And since we're talking about Turkey Day, what do you think? Well, you have to have some kind of feather in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would think it would have to have some turkey, especially some wild turkey. We're going to start the first half with a wild turkey we haven't had on the show yet. Is there wild turkey rye? 101. 101 rye. I, I'm pretty sure we haven't had it on the show. We haven't spotlighted it on the show. I don't think we have. I believe we had rare breed. Um with David Jennings on the show. We did. Uh, but we didn't have this. Not the 101 Rye. And everybody knows that I'm a fan of Wild Turkey 101 to start with. Sure. I'm also, Rye's are some of the things I the things I really like in life, right? Rye whiskeys. This is kind of the best of both worlds for me. This is a Wild Turkey Rye. Now, I haven't had this yet, but I'm hoping it would be like a dessert uh, whiskey because some Rye's are sticky and sweet. So you you got to have that on Thanksgiving, right? I think so. Well, you know what else we got in the sticky and sweet? Our new sponsors, Jim. We do have a new sponsor. <laughs> Seldom Seen Farms out of Ohio. They are new spot sponsors, uh, Kevin, Holly. Um, we've ran into him several times. Um, somebody we talked about we'd like to do business with. Now, what's special about his farm is they make maple syrup. They make maple syrup from trees on their own farm. Yeah. And they've got quite a few trees. It's 2,000 trees to be exact, I think, is what Kevin told us, which is pretty amazing, right? Um, a farmer in this day that's starting his own farm and getting started, you, you don't hear about that very often. Yeah, our friends at Seldom Seen Farm, Kevin and, and crew, have really taken syrup to a new level. They bourbon barrel age this maple syrup. You know, that the unique aging method really extracts the deep, bold flavors of the bourbon into the sweet finish of the maple. It's just it's just a match made in heaven. We know it's not just for breakfast either, right? You can make cocktails out of this. Uh, you can use it as a barbecue glaze. I just made one the other day. I made a braided pork loin, and then I used their maple syrup. It was perfect uh, for a bourbon glaze on top of that pork truly delicious and you could use this as a dessert syrup too i i actually made an old-fashioned with it yesterday and it's absolutely amazing a maple old-fashioned made with their syrup and uh, just so folks know it really goes a long way i used a half an ounce of maple syrup a couple splashes of bitters and two ounces of rye whiskey now you can use bourbon if you like i used rye over a big round ice cube, I got one of those big spheres, and it was an absolutely delicious old-fashioned. I actually threw an extra couple shakes of orange bitters in there, too, just because I didn't have any fresh orange peel. Really makes a great old-fashioned. Well, folks, go to SeldomSeenMaple.com and check out Kevin's um, great maple syrup. Buy some today. Tell them the Bourbon Road sent you. Well, Jim, I'm ready to drink some of this rye right here. You know, I haven't had it before, but I'm sitting here nosing it, and it it does have that rye aroma. Yeah, the Wild Turkey 101 rye has been around for a long time, Mike. It's kind of uh, hard to find sometimes. It's pretty available in our area, but it is available nationally. It's just a little hard to, to get your hands on sometime. But it is a, um, it's a Kentucky rye. You know, it's got that 51% barely legal rye mash bill. It's also got uh, 37% corn and 12% malted barley. So definitely a low rye rye. 
And how long is this aged for? Do you know? You know, in keeping with uh, wild turkey tradition, you know, the wild turkey 101's um, six to eight years old. I would hope that they rise about the same. Now, what's the price on this? This can be had for about $27 a bottle. That's not bad for a rye. That It's a 101 proof. I mean, that's on up there. Yeah, you pick up the, the 101 bourbon for around $20, a little bit more sometimes, depending on where you're picking it up, and the, and the rye is available for about 27 So you can get both of them for right around 50 bucks. Nice, nice. Well, heck, let's taste this thing. Right, cheers. Cheers. It definitely noses like a rye, doesn't it? I'm already tasting it. It does nose like a rye. Super sweet. Very sweet. Very um, syrupy. Very candy-like. Yeah, not bad. I could see this drinking this uh, as a almost dessert with dessert, right? Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of desserts, what's your favorite dessert on uh, or a side, I guess? You well, got a favorite I mean, thing? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like sweet potato casserole. It's kind of sweet, and it's got the nuts on it. Um, I've always loved it. My dad makes a great sweet potato casserole. And that's his his recipe. That's his recipe. Or passed down probably through yeah. generations and stuff. I got a favorite thing that I almost got to have. It's it's addictive, um, and probably only persons that eat it or me and my little brother but he geeks out when uh, vivian makes it and that was passed down from my mom from my grandmother <clears throat> it's called pink salad and stuff um and all the recipes we're talking about today um the dishes i'll make sure i put them in this week's blog that way our listeners could see what me and jim are actually talking about you know that's just one of those things i almost eat that before if she, she has to kind of swap my hand at it and stuff not pink salad that's the the marshmallow oh yeah fruit and uh um whipped cream kind of stuff yeah. all mixed oh, together yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah baby <laughs> i've i've heard it called a lot of things i've never heard it called pink salad that's what i always called it pink salad yeah you know, hey it's a. Uh, Probably not really good for you, but <laughs> it dang sure tastes good. I'm trying to remember what we used to call that. I think we called it Heavenly Hash. Heavenly Hash. Something like that, yeah. Now, do you, you know, I, I know you guys have, traditionally, you usually can't do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving with your entire family because you're spread out <clears throat> over several states. And we've been over here. You guys kind of do a Saturday thing. <clears throat> you know, you got uh, daughters kind of spread over your sons in Colorado and stuff and you guys get together. What's the thing that you look forward to most about Thanksgiving? Uh, we usually spend most of the day all together in the living room with a ball game on and just catching up because we, we, we are spread out, you know, and, and it is, a, it, we always do it the Saturday after Thanksgiving because that gives everybody the opportunity to travel in. Now, what's the one thing that Mel cooks that you're just like, dying for oh my goodness she makes so many good things she is like the dessert master she, so everything's sweet i gotta say she she can bust out some desserts she sure can um you know i really like her strawberry pretzel salad um what else do i like um oh i like her uh, mountain dew cake that's, mountain a, dew cake. that's all sweet stuff it is sweet she, she's <laughs> that's what she's good at i usually end up i make the turkey i do the stuffing mashed potatoes kind of we'll take turns at that you know, but she's always busting out the sweet stuff. Now, Viv's favorite thing she cooks, she'd found it in a magazine like years and years ago, is her green beans. Um, neither one of us eat green bean casserole. Now, I know, listeners, that sounds sacrilegious on Thanksgiving. We just don't do it. Um, neither one of us like it, so we decided why cook it. Um, so if I ever come to your house for Thanksgiving and you got green bean casseroles, Probably one thing I won't eat right there is green bean casserole. <laughs> Vivian, she kind of takes in, uh, what, what's it called when you steam your, they're not done yet, uh, the green beans. You blanch them. Blanch them. And yeah. she puts them in ice and shocks them. And then she pan fries them with like bacon and onions and walnuts and wow. some red pepper flakes. It is to die for. I love that dish right there. So um, that recipe is going to make it in. That recipe will make it in. Well, I've got another one for you. And this is, I, I'm surprised it wasn't the first one to come out. It's uh, Melody's Corneroni. Have you had it? I think you did have it. <sighs> mm. 
Seems like I remember that. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely amazing. So it's just, just this isn't the recipe, but this just gives you an idea. Take uh, cream corn, whole kernel corn, butter, Velveeta, and macaroni and cheese, right? Yeah. So it's like a mac and cheese and corn all mixed together. Really tasty. You should have never told me that because I'm going to give her a hard time about being from Iowa. <laughs> give her corn. Um, that's a kind of inside joke amongst the four of us is about the corn and stuff. And I always tell her that uh, that I was known for hogs, but it's known for, for corn, though. It's known for corn. It's known for – they yeah. do have hogs out there, but most states have hogs. Yeah. They got probably a little bit more hogs than other people because they got so much corn. <laughs> so but. much corn out there. I don't know why that's always the vision I have. I think it was some movie back in the day, and they just showed the hog farms. And I was thinking, man, that's, Iowa's got a bunch of hog farms. But if you ever driven through Iowa, there is nothing but corn there, literally. It's corn after. You might see a, tr- a single little tree just, just waving out there in the middle of nowhere. And about halfway through the state, you hit their distilleries, though. Yeah, yeah, they got some good. Well, they got all that corn out there. They got to yeah. do something with it, right? What's your favorite besides turkey? Do you guys have anything else? Uh, we usually have turkey and ham are the two things we have. So, pretty traditional, I think. You know, not everybody likes turkey or wants to eat more than just a piece of it. So, we always have a ham as well, a spiral cut. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, we are very traditional when it comes to that. I always got to have a spiral sliced ham, and then um, I used to fry my turkeys. But several years back, um, I took and fried a turkey too long, and I don't know what you called on turkey. I just called the turkey's ass fell out. Um, <laughs> it just it it just it, it overcooked it. Um, so, but now I have a smoker and I smoke my turkeys. I inject it. Uh, some people brine them. Um, smoke it for I think twelve hours is what I go let my turkeys go for. Um, I stuff it with apples or oranges inside there and that moisture content just, you know, kind of steams that inside of that bird. I know you, you'll smoke a turkey. I smoked it. And I I think I followed your directions. I I stuffed it full of oranges and uh, smoked a turkey and it actually turned out really good. I mean, everybody loved it. So I might do it again this year. And if you don't like the oranges, I've used onions before inside. Just take that whole onion and stick it up inside that cavity. Uh, um, and you can actually pull those onions back out and serve them as smoked onions and stuff. And either way, whatever way you like it, um, you know, I know different people across America, they do it different. I know um, Vivian quite likes me smoking a turkey because I know a lot of women out there or, or men that will spend a lot of time in the kitchen it with keeps, their turkey. It keeps you out of the kitchen. She's pretty happy about uh, that. I never thought about that. <laughs> it could be her her uh, other reason, right? Yeah. Um, we do apple pie. Um, we try not to um, buy anything uh, store-bought. Just That's just us. We don't – maybe a pumpkin pie. But Viv loves to cook her meal and stuff, and I, I, I love her for that. You know, um, we cook our apple pie a certain way. It's got to be thin-sliced apples. You know what would be good inside that apple pie? Yeah, a little bit of. This Wild Turkey 101, you can put a little bit of that yeah, in there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this rye right here with that sweetness with the crisp apples. Before you cook it. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got to get rid of that alcohol so the yeah. youngins don't end so up with it. So everybody can eat it. Yeah. Um, pour this rye in there. Put some cinnamon, nutmeg, some butter. You know, you got a pie right there. Let those apples soak in there probably about 30 or 40 minutes. They'll suck it up, and then you cook that alcohol off, but it'll give a good flavor to it. I, I think that'd be a good well, use for We've that. talked about enough stuff here. We're going to have the Bourbon Road Thanksgiving cookbook. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a whole – we still got a second half to talk about. we got another whiskey set in here to, to drink and talk about that and stuff. <clears throat> Back to this Wild Turkey 101 rye. It's very sweet. It's very spicy at the same time. It's kind of a honey. It's got a kind of a real honey. You mentioned that, a real honey flavor to it. It does have that little bit of rye kick to it, so it does have that spice, but it's got a true grain flavor to it. So you can kind of just taste the grain in it. I think it's the rye grain just sort of shining through. I I, I quite like that, you know. Um, I like the sugary sweetness to it for sure. And that that you you've hit it nail on the head that, I don't know. It's not gritty. It's just 
super thick. Yeah. Uh, for especially for a hundred one proof, and for as light as it is, yeah, it's, it, a, it's a light liquid. It is a light, uh, light whiskey. Not meaning light, but light in color. Um, very good, very tasty. You know, I hard to beat this, especially for the price, Jim. Now, on a second house, let's talk about some cocktails that you could make at Thanksgiving. We'll talk about some other stuff at Thanksgiving, and we're gonna drink another whiskey. All right. All right, listeners, we are back, and uh, it's kind of our Thanksgiving pregame show. Yeah. And we've gone through some recipes in the first half. We sipped on a little bit of Wild Turkey 101 Rye. In the second half, we're going to sort of sip on a little bit of the standard Wild Turkey, and uh, we've got a little bit something special towards the end of the show that we're going to sip on. We won't tell you about it now, but it's uh, something you're going to hear our review on, no doubt about it. Nice. Nice. So, Mike, going back to the turkey dinner, you said you smoke your turkey. Yeah. What's the key to a good smoked turkey? I I think uh, low and slow. You know, if you rush it, you turn that temperature up too much, right? Um, you can dry turkey out. So does it... So when you when you smoke your turkey, do you do it when you say low, how low is that? I do mine at 190, 195 depending on the outside temperature, right? Cuz that's going to uh fluctuate on your smoker. Okay. Right? Especially if you have a thin walled smoker. You know, I got a little bit of thicker walled smoker so I can do that 195 and it'll keep that temperature and stuff, but and we both have pellet smokers. You used to have a stick burner, right? Yeah. Um, that would be totally different. But low and slow to me is about 190. Um, you go lower that a little higher, um, and it go, takes a long time. Now, you're trying to get the internal temperature to about 165, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to dang sure make sure when you're talking about poultry that you're above that 165. Right. So you have to hit 165. So, um and it takes about twelve hours. Yeah, twelve hours. So you stay at you stay at one ninety the whole time on your grill temperature. Yep, and then right at the very end for the last thirty five to forty five minutes, I crank that sucker up, and it'll crisp that skin up on the outside, and Got that's it. what gives you that golden brown and stuff. But you know, I inject it and I rub it down. Um, I got a Creole season. I pour all over it and that'll give it that nice crisp look too, that you're looking for. Uh, some people don't like that. Some people don't like smoked turkey and you don't wrap it at all. So you let it take 12 hours of smoke. That's a lot of smoke for me. It is. Now when you're doing other types of meats, you wrap them, right? I let my pork go for 12 hours and then I'll do a five hours wrapped up and it, you know, sucks all that juice. What about ribs though? I do the same thing. You let them go the whole time. No, unwrap. I do a three, two, one. Method. Okay, got it. I you've had my ribs before. I have had your ribs. Yeah, They're three, darn good. Three, two, one method. You know, you go three hours smoke, um, two hours wrapped, and one more hour on the smoke. And the reason behind that is, is you don't want that smoke to penetrate too deep, right? You want it to be flavorful but not over smoked yeah you don't want to be coughing up smoke four days later, <laughs> burping up smoke um, and tasting that smoke. Uh, and I, that's why we we both I think love our pellet smoker so much is because you don't get that big. Uh, sometimes smoke can be bitter. Yeah, you know, and I, I smoke try to smoke with a uh, fruit wood. Myself, I like pecan. Um, that's a Texas Hill Country thing. Uh, we've had a little pecan um, yeast bourbon on before, so. That's the wood I like to smoke. I grew up with that flavor, so I like that. But you probably use apple or something like that. I use, uh, yeah, I use an apple blend. I think it has apple as the primary hardwood. But um, so I'm I'm trying to get back to this uh, this smoking thing. So you used to deep fry your turkeys, yeah, which locks in all that juice. Oh yeah, and really makes some fantastic juicy turkey, right? But on a smoker, it's not as juicy, right? It it can be a little more dry. It well, it can be, but I I haven't had a dry turkey in a long time. I just you know I perfected that smoking process, and that's why you do inject it, and that's why you do either do a brine or you you know sticking those uh, oranges or apples or onions in there. That moisture in there just keeps it. It'll just steam. It's pretty much steaming your turkey. Yeah, uh, and the moisture staying in there. So you want to make sure you. Keep, 
keep some kind of moisture in there. The other trick in there is you could put a pan of water inside your smoker and that will steam too and keep that moisture inside that bird. I mean, there's several different ways to do it. Um, I've brined a turkey before. Now, you prefer larger birds or smaller birds? Like 12 pounds or 24 that, pounds? I think that 10 to to like 12 pound bird is that perfect bird yeah you know you get a 24 pound bird sometimes they're tough yeah yeah that's, i agree with you there. That's, that's that's an old bird i think i'm gonna do it again this year i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna smoke another turkey this year now i still got a turkey fryer you know every once in a while i like to try try my hand at again but what do you do with five gallons of oil after you? yeah i mean that's it right you uh well i mean it, you, i guess you could Run your truck on it, right? Well, you could try to use it again for fish or something like that, but the oil goes rancid after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't think you reuse it. I, I mean, I honestly don't know, Mike. I, I think once you cook a turkey in some oil, you just got to get rid of the oil. Yeah, I'm not big into fried food anyways, you know, and uh, I'm even wondering about it, the newfangled thing this year, right, was the air fryer. Yeah, but it's not really for, it's not really for like, meat right for heavy thick things it's just for like french fries and stuff well now i'm wondering if you could fry a whole turkey (laughs) i don't know i mean is it big enough to get a turkey in there i don't know i mean that uh, you're you're pushing the envelope of what should be done here i think well let's let's one of our listeners reach out to us and let us know if you could fry a turkey in a in an air fryer that that'd be pretty neat i think to see um but yeah that's my take i like to smoke a turkey i i've did that for man maybe 10 years now i smoked turkey and i just i I, I smoked i've smoked uh up to 12 turkeys at one time before oh my goodness for when i was in the coast guard and i would cook a thanksgiving meal for the entire unit um i just have all these turkeys smoking at one time loaded up on smokers so what do you inject them with um i use a, a creole seasoning you can get it at walmart uh pretty much anywhere i think you know you'll see that yellow i don't know what the brand is i use like tony sherry stuff yeah, yeah okay you mix it with water no i just put this are you supposed to mix it with water no I, I, you said injecting so well, i yeah. wanted to know how you inject it if you don't mix it with something well you just i just take that little needle thing and pump it out but i actually got a couple other injectors oh it's the liquid form of it yeah okay yeah, yeah i was talking about the granular form that's what you rub down on the outside yeah but i it's got a I don't know, a little pint of uh, that. One of those will do a turkey. Now, Vivian said, hey, because we're, we're going to see my son in Shreveport, right? Um, and she's like, you got, you need to bring some of that stuff with you. I was like, they'll have it down there. He can go get it. Because we're traveling down there this year uh, for Thanksgiving down to Parksdale Air Force Base. and But I, I'm assuming that I'm going to have to do some cooking down there. And well, so, you could always take the turkey already prepared. I think once we get that, he's supposedly he's gonna buy the bird and he's uh-huh. hopefully he don't buy it on like 50 pound turkey yeah tell him two 12 pounders <laughs> is much better than a 24 pounder i think all we need is a 12 pounder and that little ham and we actually have a ham we're taking with us uh they had a sale on hams and i was like i'm gonna buy a whole bunch of those things you know you see something on sale these days you better buy it up you know the funny thing is i'm sitting here sipping on wild turkey 101 and I, and I don't even think to talk about it because it's just it's something i sip on almost every day well when I'm not doing it a show. And uh, it's just such a solid bourbon. It's just such a great bourbon. You know, I think people are starting to catch on because I was at the barrel room the other night and I was talking about, and I always get asked this, and so do you, what's your favorite bourbon, right? That's the number one question that bourbon podcast hosts get asked. Yeah. And my my immediate response to them is, what, my daily drinker or the one that i would like to have on special occasions they said oh no you're daily drinker they want to know what your daily drinker is i said it's wild turkey 101 and lately it seems like i'm getting a lot of people going yeah that's a good one you know they say yeah that's a good it used to be you'd get oh really (laughs) wild turkey 101 so i think people are coming around a little bit well it's a very affordable too right Mm -hmm. 20 bucks i mean you can't beat that now you don't like the new label though right it's growing on me it is growing it's starting to grow on me yeah i mean i 
Did they change the bottle too? The bottle shape? Yeah, the bottle's got that embossed turkey on it now, right on the front where the label used to be. Yeah, I like that. It's a little bit more classy, I think. Now, I like the photo of the old turkey was good, right? It didn't make the bourbon taste any different to me. I mean, it, no, the bourbon's the same. The price is still great. It's still six to eight year old bourbon out of Wild Turkey Distillery. It's still all about those uh, toffee notes and those honey notes and those. I mean, it's just. It's just great, great bourbon. And what's the mash bill on wild turkey? Well, the wild turkey mash bill has really a high complement of corn. It's at 75%. And then it's 13% rye and 12% malted barley. You know, they say on the side of the bottle, or they used to say on the side of the bottle, high rye. Yeah, but that's not even close to high rye, right? Not today, right? Today, we got craft distilleries that are pumping out 20, 30% rye bourbon mash bills, right? Yeah. So uh, we've seen some even higher than that. We've seen some mash bills, forties, almost forties. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. uh, It's pretty impressive what some of these, uh, you know, young craft distilleries are doing. So now the now the neck label says Bourbon One Hundred and One, like like they wrote the book, right? Well, I mean, Jimmy, (laughs) he's been around for a minute. Yeah, he has been. He built that house. Yeah. Well, not really, but Rippy's built that house, but he's, he he basically has lived in it for a very long time. He's done redesigned it. (laughs) He's done redesigned that house right there. So some other things you said, football, you know, and that's a big thing in our house is, uh, especially I'm going to my son's house. Um, and what team do you think we're going to be watching? Oh, you're going to watching them, uh, Texas Longhorns. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they used to play on Thanksgiving night, but they used to play Texas A and M until Texas A and M jumped ship and went to a different conference. But we They're definitely watch the Cowboys. Definitely watching the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, usually, two teams play on Thanksgiving night is the Dallas Cowboys every year and the Detroit Lions. Um, oh, so you're doing Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, that, got yeah, it. Yeah, we always do it on Saturday. Yep, so I'm yep. thinking college football. It, it, college football that. Texas will play, I think, Friday night is the night they play. Um, Like when they played Texas A&M, I think they played on uh, Thanksgiving Day or that night. They had a giant bonfire, and they stopped that, I think, back in the 90s. They had a big accident uh, where it killed a bunch of people. You know, the good things, they they get rid of them. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. So we always watch the the Ohio State-Michigan game. Which big, is big game, right? It's a big game. One of the biggest uh, rivalries in college football, right there, along with uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and Auburn and Alabama. I, Notre Dame and USC. That's, and then maybe one more, right? Army, Army Navy. Army Navy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's Navy's turn. <laughs> I say go Army, beat Navy. That's what I say. You're old Army guy. Um, I was thinking the other things that people have across the nation for thanksgiving day what about some cocktails so when you were talking about stuffing those oranges up in the turkey i immediately thought of old fashions that's what you're sipping on when you're cooking that turkey but you know get a little bit of orange peel on that old-fashioned you probably go ahead and skin those oranges ahead of time and get that skins ready for the old fashions right i wonder this year, I might take and take one of those oranges, not stuff in the turkey, and smoke an orange and then use that in my old-fashioned. That would be good. Well, just smoke the orange peel. Yeah. You don't need the actual the inside of the orange, just the orange peel. Uh-huh. You know, that's actually a pretty good idea, Mike. You might be able to make a little money on that one. Smoked <laughs> orange peel old-fashions. That does sound pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, one of the cocktails I like to make is some apple cider. You pour a little bourbon in there. Um, You don't need much else than that. It's cloves and a cinnamon stick. You put that on a stove, let it cook down, have yourself a little hot toddy. Um, You know, the the temperatures are kind of getting right now for that. Yeah. I was thinking when we were sipping on that Wild Turkey 101 rye, I was thinking, you know, this is the perfect hot toddy you don't need to add the honey because it already has it yeah you just need to add the lemon so you could basically take a hot toddy with some a little bit of warmed up wild turkey 101 rye and a little bit of lemon in it there's your hot toddy yeah that's pretty simple right it's very simple yeah what if you took a smoked orange and squeeze that in there i mean yeah that's the money right there (laughs) (laughs) that's the money right there (laughs) yeah well 
folks, I mean, hey, we would be remiss. You got to have some pumpkin pie, right? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I like them big old giant platter-sized pumpkin pies from Costco. Them things are humongous. They are, but they're good. They have a great flavor, and they've got a good crust. They they do. It's hard to beat one of those. Yeah. Until you've had a homemade pumpkin pie, though. They're, man, yeah. some, some pumpkin pies, if, if somebody knows how to make a pumpkin pie really good, and luckily, you know, I, I married a, a wonderful woman that could cook her, her bottom off. I mean, her pumpkin pie is delicious, and I always love it. I didn't know there was a difference in the type of pumpkin. Apparently, there's a pumpkin pie pumpkin that you have to use. Did you know that? No. So, wait. Does Vivian make pumpkin pies from raw pumpkin? No, she does. <laughs> oh, she, she buys canned pumpkin. But she lectured me the other day. Oh. On that. She, she, she gave me some tutelage on pumpkins. Yeah. I didn't know there was a pumpkin that you had to use for pumpkin pie. Yeah, she trained me on biscuits the other day, too. She That's knows a, her biscuits. She <laughs> Watch out. She, <laughs> she get upset about biscuits now. Yeah, she don't like the flaky biscuits. And that's a whole other show we're going to have is uh, biscuits. What's the best fast food biscuit from our area? Because you can't get biscuits. No, from you can't anywhere. do just fast food, right? You have to include like Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, yeah. Because, I mean, we could do restaurant biscuits. Restaurant biscuits. There you go. Ch- national chain restaurant biscuits. Yeah, they have to be available in pretty much every state. Well, not every state, but let's say... Two thirds of the United States. So. Yeah, I mean, there's some big chains out there that that have uh, biscuits. I mean, biscuits are an important thing in, in life. We'll we'll re- we'll do this show. And we'll have somebody calling us in from New Mexico saying you forgot Rogers biscuits or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be a national chain. Because now there's biscuit restaurants, right? Yeah, biscuit love, um, biscuit belly. Yeah, there's all kinds of biscuit places out there uh, as long as they got good gravy that's i love some good gravy yeah especially when it's got uh old folks sausage in it well that's right down the road from us right uh, here old folks now what about for breakfast do you guys eat breakfast on thanksgiving day uh i mean we're usually up pretty early getting the meat on right because you gotta get started pretty early sure. on that right actually you're up the night before doing if you're just smoking a turkey yeah but a lot of the stuff has to start going in the oven real early. So, yeah, we're eating some breakfast, usually either pancakes or uh, um, bacon and eggs and sausage. Now, folks, you don't know what right down the road here in Simpsonville is old folks. Um, that's where they make it. Pernails. Pernails. Yep. But that's old folk, right? Yep. Yeah, that's where all the I, – I heard those pigs <laughs> down there one day. I was over there uh, – now it's the Lavender. Is it the Lavender Company? Little Mount Lavender. So it's right there by that little little Mount Lavender Company. And we were in there one day, and I heard some hogs back there. And uh, Vivian's like, what's that sound? And I was like, that's a sausage about to be made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a fun thing. I'm sure the fellow that works in there or the lady that works in there that has to, to end a day for them them hogs is not doesn't go home with a smile on her face. Well, I mean, it's a job. I mean, somebody's got to do it, but you know, it's a it's a sad thing. Right? I mean, I grew up on a ranch, so I mean, I never, I never really paid any attention to it. It's just part of life, you know. Yeah. It is the cycle of life, right there, uh, you know. And as long as somebody's eating it and somebody's getting fed, you know, and there's people that do eat that. And, um, yeah, I know. I've always I've always seen the trucks come in in the evening. <laughs> You know, they come in there full of hogs in the evening, and then they leave in the morning with frozen sausage or sausage or whatever they make out of it. Sausage and brats, and they do all kinds of stuff there. Sure. Yeah, that's a – breakfast is always a big thing for us that morning because we'll try to eat that mid-afternoon meal, right? So you do a – not an early breakfast, um, and you have about eight hours in between somewhere in there, five, six, seven hours, I guess. but you do know what goes good on some breakfast. You got to have some either pancakes or waffles, right? And nothing goes better with that than some, some maple syrup, some bourbon maple syrup. Matter of fact, from our good friends up at uh, Seldom Seen Farms in Ohio. I mean, not only does it make great old fashions, I love a bourbon maple old fashioned. But uh, man, early morning pancakes on a on a Thanksgiving day. 
a little bit of butter on them, let it melt just a little bit, pour some of that barrel aged syrup on it. Real maple syrup. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. I think this year what I'm going to do for my ham though, because when you do smoke a ham, right? Yeah. You cook it. I'm going to make a bourbon glaze out of that. Now you don't glaze it before you smoke it, right? You glaze it after you smoke it. After you smoke it. Yeah. Because that'll kind of lock that smoke up from going in, right? Yeah. Right there at the very end for about that last hour, just glaze that sucker on there, let it get all sticky and stuff. I I think it'll be delicious. I just gave people an idea. So you need to go to SeldomSeenMaples.com, order some of their bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. You make your own glaze. Yeah. And, and, you can make your old fashions too. Well, you got to have old fashions to yeah. sit there and watch that football game with and stuff. You're already going to be full. So, me and you always say one of the reasons we drink bourbon is because beer does fill you up, right? Yeah, it kind of bloats you, right? Yeah. I mean, I love bur- I love beer. I love. I like wine too. I, you know, I like a lot of different things. Sure, but beer tends to fill me up and bloat me, and it kind of makes me full. And I want to keep that tummy kind of empty and ready for that. That smoked turkey when it comes off. <laughs> now, do you uh, do you guys save your turkey and um, like have turkey sandwiches the next day? A little bit. It it we can't do it for long. I mean, we can do it a couple of days. Yeah, you can only eat turkey for so long. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when you smoke a turkey, you're not going to be using it to make soups and casseroles and things later. It just doesn't. I don't know. It's got too much of that smoke flavor on it. I tell you, Vivian, don't be telling her that. Does she do what she do? Some turkey, like mac and cheese? No, she. What she? Well, she takes the turkey carcass and saves that and uh, makes uh, broth out of it. Oh, Uh, and so a smoky kind of broth. Yeah, yeah. For me, it just doesn't sound great. But maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe I just don't know. She's got bags and bags of it. Yeah, Uh, she. I don't know. Especially when I was in the Coast Guard, we'd do all those turkeys. She's like, hey, I want all the turkey carcasses, and I'll cook it down, and we'll have broth. And she makes soups and stuff throughout the year. And Instead of having to go buy broth that's store-bought, she tries to make her own. Well, by the time our next show comes out, our next Wednesday episode, we're not going to be talking too much about Thanksgiving because it's going to be too late to go shopping, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you need to – folks, you need to get out there this week. You need to – you need to get your turkey bought. You need to get all your fixings bought. You need to get your maple syrup ordered from SeldomSeamMaple.com. Get those things in so you're ready to go. Go ahead and give it a shot. Smoke a turkey this year if you haven't done it. And, if, and you know what? I mean, as a, as a secondary choice, deep frying a turkey is pretty amazing. It is. But be safe. Do it outside. Well, Jim, tomorrow is Veterans Day. Um, and two veterans ourselves uh i'd like to take a moment to thank all of our brothers and sisters out there that have served our nation very proudly they laid it all on the line they've got to come home and stuff that's what veterans some, some got to come some home got some come didn't home. yeah um but veterans day is to go out there and thank a veteran um shake their hand tip your hat to them heck offer to buy them a meal and stuff just say thank you for so for from us we say cheers to you yeah, cheers. Cheers to all the veterans that listen to the show and, and those who don't. Thank you very much for your service. Mike, I always have a routine on Veterans Day. I I usually go out and get some breakfast, go out and get some lunch, go out and get some dinner. It's all free. There's businesses in every town that take care of the veterans, get a free oil change, get a free haircut. Uh, I, I'm not taking advantage of it, but I'm celebrating those businesses that uh, recognize veterans. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to go in and do business with those folks too and stuff. I um, highly encourage you if you are a veteran to, you know, don't shy away from that. Go out there and, um, you know, just don't go in there that day. Go in there and Absolutely go all the not. time and stuff. And um, I'm always so grateful when somebody offers up a discount for, for us and, um, it's always that good feeling when a company decides to to make that dip and say, you know what, I'm a supportive veteran. It's like going to Lowe's and you see that veteran parking spot, right? Um, you know, you got to get out of that vehicle you're driving and walk tall a little bit and say, hey, yeah, I did serve this nation. And this company's uh, giving it back a little bit. Well, I'm going to go ahead and mention the places I visit uh, often, but also on Veterans Day. So uh, I'll have breakfast at Bob Evans. Thank you, Bob Evans, for providing a free breakfast 
for veterans on Veterans Day. I think uh, there's others that do the same. Uh, I have lunch at Joella's Chicken. Joella's got that Nashville chicken, right? Yeah. I have lunch there. I usually go sometime during the day and get my breaks done at Midas. They do free oil changes for veterans on Veterans Day. Uh, and then dinner at Old Charlie's. Oh, Charlie's. Oh, Charlie's. So those are some great places. But I tell you what, if you're a veteran uh, and, uh, you know, pay attention to the people who uh, who thank us on Veterans Day for what we did. We do live in a great nation that, that gives back. Absolutely. Well, Jim, what a great episode. Um, our listeners will have some great recipes. Um, put a couple recipes in the blog this week. That sweet potato casserole sounds delicious. We'll get that sweet potato casserole on there. We'll get that corneroni on there. You're going to put that pink salad on there. And a smoked turkey recipe. A smoked turkey and also the green beans. And the green beans. You're going to get them good. So there's there's a nice smattering of, of recipes that people can try out this year. Yeah. Make sure you go out there and get your old turkey. Get your stuff. Uh, we say happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Um so I want to make sure we get this in before the end of the show, Mike, because our listeners were kind of teased with it early on. But uh, we're having another wild turkey product here at the end of the show and just to sort of celebrate Turkey Day. We've got a 1977 eight-year wild turkey 101. Thanks to Chris Thomas for uh, bringing this on a previous episode. And we had enough left over where let's finish it off on the Turkey Day show. What do you think? I think that's pretty fitting and stuff. You know, and I think that, um, for Thanksgiving, you know, it's always nice to set out a nice bottle for your guests. One of those top shelfers that, you know, you might not sip on too often, but pull that sucker off. This is a definitely a special bourbon. Um, we were both kind of shocked by it, weren't, weren't we? Yeah. Um, I said it was feathery. <laughs> you said it was feathery. I thought it might be a weeder. We got it all I wrong. Thought it was pa- I was hoping it was pappy, but we were we were wrong. One thing I said was feathery, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> y'all, feathery. <laughs> so let's check this out, Mike. 1977, eight-year wild turkey 101 from Chris Thomas at Made South. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. Cheers. Still feathery. Still soft up front, but it's got a little bit of that pizzazz on the back end. That's what made me think it was a wheat. Very, um, very butterscotchy. Got a little bit of grandma's closet. Yeah. That um, almost waxy. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. We've talked about this before, you know, bottles that were made a very long time ago and they've been sitting in storage either in a back room of a liquor store or in the basement of grandma's house or wherever, you know, wherever they, they're stored. You've got sort of a, a 50-50 shot. Is the bourbon inside still going to be good? Because they used natural corks. Those natural corks can degrade over time. Would this have been corked, or you think this would have been? Uh, this would have been corked in '77. Really, you think yeah. so? Yeah, I would have thought it would have been a, a screw cap, and it, um, would have had one of those uh, like little white pieces of paper on there. You know, possibly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the '77 bottle, so I can't answer to be sure. Huh. When did they? You don't know when they went to cork, though. Yeah, I really, I really don't. I could see one of those decanters. You know, they'd come out of that time period. You know, um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's something I'd like to look up to see what a 1977 bottle looked like, um, and who was making that back then. You know, who was making wild turkey at that time? Well, I mean, Jimmy Russell was definitely at the distillery at that time. And uh, so he was involved in the production of this. And, uh, you know, 1977, Thanksgiving of 1977, I was uh, a ninth grader and uh, definitely not drinking bourbon yet. But uh, where was I? You know, I was probably having a family Thanksgiving living with my parents in, a, in the Cincinnati area of Ohio. Um, Probably had a lot of family in from across the country. I was probably getting attacked by a dog in 1977. Is that when you had your dog attack? Yeah, that would have been around that time. Um, 
you know, probably uh, pretty tough times uh, for my mom back then, I think. Um, pretty, pretty tough times. Probably was on the verge of going to a foster home uh, back then. So, yeah, I was four years old. So, that had been right about that time. Um, he was talking about collecting stuff from 1977 uh, or from your birth year. And I, you, you probably do have some stuff from 63. Well, I've got a pretty, yeah, I've got some stuff from 63. I actually, I just shipped out a bourbon from 1963 to one of our roadies. It was a 1963 Stitzel Weller. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a nice bourbon. I only thing I've ever collected from my uh birth year was a 1973 pickup. Um and I still I wish I had had that thing now. I got rid of it. I think you could buy a 1977 bourbon. Um but I think it'd cost you right around $3,000. Well, here's here's some tidbits of information. So we're drinking a 1977. An average house costs forty nine thousand dollars. The average American made fifteen thousand dollars a year. Wow. Cost of a gallon of gas sixty five cents. Sixty five cents. Sixty five cents. If you were buying bikini, it would cost you nine dollars. I didn't buy any bikinis back then. I was going to say, did you buy a bikini back then? What a gallon of milk cost. Elvis Presley died. Atari released the Atari. Remember the Atari? Was that the knobs? Uh, the Atari 2600. What, which would be the two yeah. of them just to your, plug it into your TV yeah. and go back and forth with the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Panama Canal was given back to Panama that year. The Apple II computer came out. Apple II computer. Yeah. Oh, it was when they built the uh, the open the actual opened the transatlantic uh, trans Alaska pipeline over that year. Wow, would that get open today? And Star Wars premiered. Star Wars, huh? Now I remember the Star Wars premiere. I was in L.A. for the Star Wars premiere. I actually went downtown L.A. and watched the premiere in a theater in downtown L.A. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't even know if I'd seen a movie back then. <laughs> I, I I think the first movie I ever saw was Dune. Oh, that was a, that was a decent movie. Yeah, but kids today they watch it with you and they'll be like, "That's a horrible movie." Yeah, horrible. yeah, because I mean, you know, s- special effects have come so far. Yeah, that you know things are just. I mean, it's they watch Star Wars too. It's like. Kind of goofy, right? <laughs> it, I mean, it <laughs> Compared is. Compared to what bit. we have today. It is a little bit. Well, hey, Jim, we're just rambling on here, but uh, a Thanksgiving show for everybody. Check out our blog. Check out those recipes. Uh, go buy your stuff right now. You won't regret it. Um, getting it early. Getting it in and stuff. All those veterans out there, once again, uh, thank you for your service. Jim, where can people find us on social media? Well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. You can also find us on our website. All those things. Well, except for the website. We're at the Bourbon Road, right? At yep. the Bourbon Road. On our website, we're the bourbonroad.com. On the bourbonroad.com, you can find our swag. You can find our episodes. You can find our blogs. Uh, you can even write us a note and tell us what you think about the show. Definitely visit our website. And when that little thingy pops up and says, I want to, I want to be notified, go ahead and put your email address in. We'll make sure that you are the first to know when we got something releasing. Is there a prize for the first person? Well, we don't say what we're releasing. We might be releasing a bourbon barrel pick. Uh, we might be releasing an episode. We might be releasing news about us being at an event, uh, tickets for an event. You never know. So, uh, we're not going to spam you. We're going to send you one every now and then. So it doesn't hurt to sign up. We expect to expect you'll be pretty happy if you're if you're signed up for that. You'll get some good emails. We do two shows a week, Mike. Every week we do a short episode where we explore a craft distillery, a single bottle. We tell people whether or not they ought to pick it up and add it to the bar. And we do a longer episode like today. Now, today we didn't have a guest on, but we kind of deep dive topic, right? We deep dive kind of thanksgiving prep 
And drinking wild turkey. Well, yeah, drinking whiskey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Stay out of the kitchen is pretty much the hint of everything. And you didn't realize that, though, did you? I guess I never thought of about it. <laughs> really never thought about it. Uh, we had a couple of great bourbons on the show today. We had, uh, well, great whiskeys, I should say. We had the Wild Turkey 101 Rye in the first half. We had the Wild Turkey 101 in the second half. And then we had a special 1977 eight-year Wild Turkey 101 to finish up the show so today was turkey day hey two great whiskeys two great whiskeys so if you want to hear our shows you want to uh make sure that your app tells you hey these two jokers got a new show coming out make sure you uh, scroll on up hit that subscribe button hit that check mark hit that plus button whatever you gotta do to make sure you get notified make sure you do it uh scroll on down hit that five star review because you know what's going to happen if you don't. I'm going to bring the big bad booty daddy of bourbon over. He's going to bring that wild turkey 101. It's going to be like your college days again. We're going to drink it all. You're going to have one hand to rye, one hand to bourbon. Yeah. Double fisted that sucker. <laughs> it's going to be one hell of a party. I will guarantee you by the end of the night, you're going to leave us that five-star review. It's important to us to get that five-star review. Um, it opens those doors to distilleries, to great guests, uh, bringing you great content from the Bourbon Road. Uh, we'd appreciate it. If you've got an idea for a show, you've got an idea for a guest, make sure you let us know. You can reach out to us. Mike and I are very available. You can reach me at jim at com. He's mike at com. But as we always say, Probably the easiest way is to hit up our DM on Instagram. I'm Jay Shannon 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And we'll see you down the Bourbon Road. Bourbon Road.